Welcome to Bathroom Mirror Teachings. It has been a long while and I have missed you. And it's not that I didn't have anything to say. It's that I move when I'm inspired to do so. And today I felt that time was now. Um, I have been reading a lot of Neville Goddard. Now, Neville Goddard, if you don't know him, look him up because there's none like him out there anywhere. So he's absolutely phenomenal. But of course, I could be biased because he's from Barbados and woo, woo, the 246, that's me too, right? Um, he speaks a lot about your imagination because that is what creates your life your imagination because it's what we do all day every day how many times have you run a scenario in your head and it evokes a feeling within you that's that's what we do we go through that scenario time and time again and all of a sudden you see it and you're like oh snap we don't always make the connection but this is what he says so I think if you look him up you'll understand it better so anyway, I was talking to a friend of mine today and the state, the statements were made of, you know, the government's taking more of our money. You can't go anywhere and enjoy your life or, you know, you, you, you feel like you're in a rat race. You're, you're competing with your neighbors. You're, you're keeping up with the Joneses. And as I was listening to that, my response was, then the question becomes, is there another way to live? Well, well, there is another way to live, but we are a little bit afraid to do it, I think, or just because of the way we are, we, we can be impatient. I know I can be impatient. I want to see it now. <laughs> and we tend to give up when we don't see action right away, but... Neville says, evidence follows. It never proceeds. So you know how you get into the habit of asking for a sign? Well, you are only going to see something based on how you perceive it. Right? But let's, let's, uh, let's back up a little bit so that this can kind of sort of make sense in a way. So... I'm trying to get it into my head so I can get it out to you. Um, when we, no, let me say this. I had been drawing the platonic solids, right? Now this has to do with perception of self, how you see yourself. This is why it's called bathroom mirror teachings. And I told you that from the very beginning, when I started looking in the mirror into my own eyes, something totally tripped me out. Who was looking back at me? Who is looking out of my eyes? That is your awareness. And so Neville also says, if, you're, if you have your body, you are aware of your body. But if you don't have a body, your awareness doesn't stop. You are aware with or without a body. Right? Anyway. So I had been joined the platonic solids and if you don't know what those are, look them up. It's fun. 
trust me, it's fun. The seed of life, the flower of life, the tree of life. Yay. It's awesome. They're all over my walls because <laughs> I got my compass out, pencil, eraser, you name it. And I've been drawing them everywhere. And you see, one day I was in the living room and I, and I, it was dark and I closed my eyes and I said, okay. Because you remember how the Bible says God walked on the earth and, or, and it was just a void, right? Like he, he walked around and there was just a void. And so I said, well, what made you move? That was the question I asked. What made you move? Because in order to create those platonic solids, you have to move. So what made you move? And the answer came back, desire made me move. I had the desire to move and so I did. And I thought uh, that was easy, I guess. And so after reading Neville, I began to understand that we are driven by our desires. And desires are not bad things at all, contrary to popular belief. Why? Because desire creates movement and you will never move if you lack the desire to do so nothing you heard it you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink why because the desire has to come from within you how do i know this because the awareness aka god was in the void the void was just emptiness but the void was filled with the awareness or god so was the void empty hmm so when I asked what made you move and it responded with desire, I thought to myself, oh, well, that makes sense. But you notice how a void, the only thing in the void was the awareness. The consciousness was in the void. There was nothing else there. So desire can't come from outside of you. Desire can't come from outside of you. Desire has to come from within you. The desire to move has to come from inside you. But you see that desire? How you see yourself creates the desire, you know. How you see yourself creates the desire. So when you look at the platonic solids, all of those designs, the seed of life, the flower, the fruit, the tree, those are all deliberate lines. And for me, that meant there was a confidence in knowing oneself. So the awareness knew itself because this is why it went 360 degrees. It drew a line and it said, this is who I am. And what did it do? It replicated itself based on how it saw itself. So the first thing that was 360 degrees, the circle. And then it said, ah, this is who I am. And because this is who I am, you can only recreate who you are. So it made another circle and it kept making circles. So that may seem like a, a ramble, but listen to it again. It drew a line and said, this is who I am. And it did not waver from who it perceived itself to be because it said, this is who I am. And you can only recreate what you perceive yourself to be. So 360 degrees is what it perceived itself to be. And it copied and said, this is who I am again. 
and this is who I am again, and this is who I am again. Why? Because you can only recreate what you perceive yourself to be. And so what I learned was, well, then there, there's a level of confidence here. Because it did not waver. That awareness and consciousness did not waver. It said, this is who I am. And the interesting thing is, there was nobody around it to say, well, no, no, you think you're that when in actuality you are this. No, 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 there wasn't any, there was no contradicting information. There was no contradicting information. How can I say that for sure? Look at the platonic solids. Does it look like it contradicts itself? <laughs> no, it is pretty balanced. Look at Mother Nature. Does she contradict herself? Mm, no. So there's a level of confidence in knowing who you are. And knowing who you are cannot come from outside of you. You are the one who determines who and what you are. But you see now, the problem comes in when... We allow, because we're not on this planet alone, we're not in this universe alone. Um, Jacob, that story flashed into my brain. I don't remember if I told it to you or not, but if I did, well, you're going to hear it again. <laughs> Jacob wanted to marry Rachel. This is a Bible story. And he said to Laban, well, what do I got to do to marry Rachel? Laban said, uh, work for me for seven years and you can have my daughter's hand in marriage. Jacob worked like a beast for seven years because at the end of that seven years, he thought, Woo, I'm going to give him a girl. And Laban said to him, well, it is customary that we marry off the firstborn first, which was Leah. And she was described as being dim of eyes. That is significant. Of course, I don't interpret this the same way as anybody else, but I'm just going to tell you how I see it. Anyhow, Jacob said, okay, listen, I'm serious. What do I got to do to marry Rachel? Laban said, work another seven years. Now, back in those days, they, they counted their wealth based on their livestock. Laban said to Jacob, you can have all the blemished lambs. Pardon me. You can have all the blemished lambs. But I will keep all the ones that look good, you see? So what did Jacob do? Jacob got creative because he desired Rachel. He desired Rachel. That's what drove him because it didn't come from outside of him. It came from inside. So what did he do? <laughs> Jacob, the man, I tell you. Jacob, he started to put spots in front of the sheep while they were being fed and watered. So much so that those spots started to influence the sheep. Well, how do we know they influence the sheep? Because it says in that story that when the sheep started to reproduce, well, gosh golly, don't you know it? They started to reproduce sheep with spots. <laughs> So the sheep believed that the spots were who they were. Thus, they reproduced them. 
Because why? You can only reproduce what you perceive yourself to be. But look at how easy it is to change a perception. When it came time for Jacob to um, start giving Laban some unblemished sheep, he removed the spots. He removed the spots. And they stopped seeing spots and they stopped breeding spots. That's how easy it is to change your perception of yourself. Why? Because we live on this planet with other people. And other people's opinions of us become like spots before our eyes. Oh, you're just like your mother. Oh, you're just like your father. Oh, you know what? You're really not that smart. Well, look at all that money you spent and you're still no further off. Oh, you're a single mother, you poor thing. Really, what have we not heard? What have we not heard? What spots have not been held up before our eyes? What spots have not been held up before our eyes? So here is now what we are doing that's contrary. Because you see that awareness that's inside the void? That awareness is you. It's you. It's the person or it is looking back at you when you look in the mirror. Look in your eyes. I challenge you. Look in your eyes in the mirror. Try not to blink so much. But if you do it long enough, you will either embrace it or it'll freak you out a little bit. But you got to get past that. When you look in the mirror, what is looking back at you? That's it. That's your awareness. You're conscious. You are aware. To be conscious means to be aware of your surroundings. You're conscious. You're aware of your surroundings. You can see your reflection. So what we have done, we have allowed other people's perceptions of themselves. Because remember, you can only recreate what you are so if you've got somebody looking at you and telling you oh you're no good you ain't never gonna be nobody you're not gonna go anywhere you can't accomplish anything you can only recreate what you are they are recreating what they are so they're not speaking to you they're speaking to themselves but what we have done is we have allowed their opinions to taint our view and what are we doing reproducing spotted offspring that's what we're doing that is what we're doing but the good news is look at how easy it is to change your perception this is why I loved working with the platonic solace because you you learn so much about yourself nobody told me this I had to discover it myself So what I learned from drawing those platonic solids was, well, you've got to be, you have to know who you are and you have to be confident in that knowledge so that when you see spots, you're like, oh, those are spots, but the spots do not influence you. Why? Because you have already, what's the word? You're not allowing somebody to throw up spots to blind you. You've got a clear slate. You know who you are. 
You know who you are. And you can only recreate what you perceive yourself to be. So where does that fall into the things of, oh, I work so hard, but I don't have enough. I feel so frustrated. I'm so lonely. I have no friends. How do you perceive yourself? Are you perceiving yourself based on somebody else? Chances are yes. Why can I say that with such confidence? Because you see that awareness inside the void? It had nobody to tell it, well, maybe you're not as confident as you think you are. Take a lesson from the awareness, which is you, your higher self. This is why we have senses, you know, because the brain is in darkness. It is enclosed in a skull. You shut your eyes, you can't see anything. You close your ears, you can't hear. Plug your nose, you can't smell or taste. So that's how easy it is to remove the spots from before your eyes. By recognizing that spots before your eyes are outside of you. They're outside of you and there is nothing in the void other than you. So if there's nothing in the void other than you, then the spots that you must be seeing are thereby an illusion. Neville says you have to change your state. Your state, if you have a state of lack of confidence, and that's your predominant state, you are always going to recreate scenarios and situations where you're going to lack confidence because you can only recreate what you perceive yourself to be. I have rambled on enough. So what is the solution? How do we change our state? You change your state according to Neville by, it's a three-step process. And it's really easy, actually, because we do it every day, all day. It's called imagination. The temptation sang it. He had whole life in his imagination with this girl. It is your imagination. So the first step is, what is your desire? You want a new job. And I, I try to take the word want and need out of my vocabulary. I also am working on removing the word try. You do or you do not. Yoda, you do or you do not. There is no try. Try will keep you stuck. Because maybe you'll do it, maybe you won't. That's trying. But remember... The confidence of the awareness within the void moved in 360 degrees. And that was a deliberate, confident motion. It did not question itself. So when you get a desire, the desire, a new job, a new car, a house, a mate, better behaved children, you have a desire. You're, be true to your desire, which means, oh, man, I need a new job. This job has no openings. 
I got to move somewhere else. Ugh. I need a new car, but can I afford it? No. When you question it, remember there's nobody in that void but the awareness. So by allowing the questioning of your desire, you are contradicting yourself. You are doubting yourself. Listen, you can doubt anybody anywhere. But if you doubt yourself, do you think you can possibly be successful by any means? You cannot doubt yourself because yourself is all there is. So if you're going to say, I desire this, then law number three or four, cause and effect. Every cause has an effect and every effect has a cause. A desire is a cause. Every cause has an effect. So if the desire is the cause and every cause has an effect, then the desire has already been fulfilled. That is how I understand Neville when he says that your desire, once you have it, it is already yours. You just have to move the spots out of your eyes. Because the spots are not supposed to be there. They are an illusion. You cannot doubt yourself. When the awareness moved in that 360 degrees, do you think it said, oh, maybe here, maybe there, oh, oh, wait, I'm not sure. No, it didn't question itself. And I'm preaching to the choir today because I do it too. I'm learning just like you. You can doubt. You don't have to believe anything I say. But you must never doubt yourself. Contradiction within yourself. You can only create that which you perceive yourself to be. So don't contradict yourself. If you know it, you know it. And if you don't know it, start again. So the first step is a desire and don't question your desires. You just know you have one. So if you know you have a desire, you must know that cause and effect. Every cause has an effect and every effect has a cause. The desire is the cause. So the effect is the fulfillment of the desire. So your desire has already been fulfilled. You see, I've also been reading Thoth or Thoth, some people call him. And he said when he was traveling interdimensionally, he saw these other beings and they were creating out of the ether. They just saw the image in their mind and it materialized. And he said when they got into their ship, they saw their destination and that's where they were. When you want to create something, this is why I say you cannot contradict yourself because if you have to we think, oh, that is so, that's so far fetched, Angela. Is it? How do you think Michelangelo did it? Every single tap of his mallet against the chisel was deliberate to carve David. It took him three years, 17 feet tall, six feet wide. You think there was room for doubt and contradiction of self? Maybe I'll tap here. Maybe I'll tap there. Tap too hard. Tap too soft. No, 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 no. 
there was confidence and deliberate action. So when Thoth is saying, the image in the mind, they saw that image in their mind and that's where they wanted to go to. They saw their destination and that's where they were. Why? Because the desire is already, as long as you have the desire, it is fulfilled already. So, be confident in your desire. Do not question it or contradict it. And then, Neville gives you a step in here. He says, you know, because this is what we do every day, right? We toss around scenarios in our minds. Now, if the desire is already fulfilled, what does that sound like? That sounds like, oh my God, girl, congratulations. Congratulations. And that's the scenario you play in your mind because it's already fulfilled. That's where you focus it. You create the scenario that proves your desire has been fulfilled. And that's usually something congratulatory. It's not a, I will do it, because that means you haven't. And every desire, if you have that desire, it is fulfilled. But where we fail to see the realization of our desire is when we doubt ourselves or we talk ourselves out of our desire. How can you talk yourself out of your desire and still see it? Neville says, evidence follows. It does not proceed. So you have the desire, and now you create the scenario that proves your desire has been fulfilled. And it's usually, oh, thank you, or congratulations. And that has a particular feeling associated with it. It comes with a feeling and that is the state that you always want to be in. You want to stay faithful to that state and not doubt yourself or contradict yourself. Stay faithful to the state of congratulations and satisfaction. And then the third step is, because you know what they tell you is, your most, you, in, you are in your most suggestive state just before you fall asleep, just before you fall asleep. So you have that desire and then you have the, the congratulatory statement or sentence in your mind, nothing big, just congratulations. Oh my God, that's all you're going to do. You're not, you're not going to do anything else. Or you're going to say, oh, thank you. That's it. If you have a, a big elaborate story, you're going to get distracted. So keep it straight, focused and to the point. Remember the straight lines and they're also curved, which is beautifully balanced again with the platonic solids. Anyway, so the third thing before you fall asleep, you hold that desire and the fulfilled, the fulfillment of your desire. And that is how you fall asleep. You fall asleep with that. One, two, three. It is easy. It's easier than we think it is. And me, I'm, I'm exercising that every day. I'm exercising it every day. I mean, that's, if you read any Neville, that's the key he keeps giving you over and over and over again, your desire, your scenario that 
solidifies that, what's the word? I don't want to say solidifies, proves the fulfillment of your desire. And then just before bed, that's what you, that's the congratulations or that's the thank you that you drift off to sleep with that. Hold your focus. But this is, it is a discipline. And you know, I will say this. We think that going to the gym is about exercising our bodies. Nothing we do is about anything other than the mind. You learn to play piano. It is simply a training of the brain to remember patterns, pitch, tone. You are training your brain. Your body just falls in line because you can't separate brain from body. So we have to get to a point where we train our brains to stay focused on the task at hand and not be pulled away by illusionary things, the spots before the sheep. So remember, you only can recreate that which you already are. Anyway, let's spend a moment of just relaxation and deep breathing. If you're listening to this and you are in bed already and you're laying down, awesome. Because I'm about to lay down as well. <laughs> it's about that time to rest. Be confident in who you are. What does that look like? It means you walk with a straighter spine. You look people in the eyes. You're kind and you smile. You are confident. Not because I say so, but because that's what you are. You are the awareness inside the void. And it is confident and bold. And that means when you step out of your car or you step off the train or you step off the bus, those shoulders are back, that head is high, and that is a state of confidence. That is a state of boldness. It has nothing to do with how you feel and emotion. It is a state. And emotion is based on feelings. But a state of confidence, a state of satisfaction, a state of knowing that you are in control of your life. Ugh, that makes you feel so good. That is a state. Be faithful to that state because that's who you actually are. And I leave you with that. Much love.